we now make a big move in a totally different direction. The attack on Midian. The Torah now returns to the historical narrative, continuing with the aftermath of the incident at Shittim, where Pinchas and the preparations for Moshe's death. As we have seen, Hashem told Moshe to distress the Midianites, and soon he would have to attack them directly. Now is that moment. Hashem speaks to Moshe and he says, Take revenge for the Israelites against the Midianites. Afterwards, you will die and be gathered to your people. This is one of your final acts. Even though Moshe understood that he would die soon after the battle, he nevertheless did not delay to do God's bidding. In theory, he could have just pushed it off. Moshe spoke to the people and said, Arm from amongst you righteous men for the army that they will do battle against Midian and carry out the revenge of God against Midian. Hashem had just described this battle as the revenge of the Israelites. But since whoever is an enemy of the Jewish people is an enemy of God, the two concepts are equivalent. So, Moshe continued, You shall send a thousand of these men from each tribe, from all the tribes of Israel, including the tribe of Levi, which is normally exempt from military service, into the army. From the thousands of Israelites, a thousand men were given over for each tribe against their will, because they understood that fighting this battle would hasten Moshe's death, and therefore it was against their will. Even though the Jews harassed Moshe continually since the Exodus, they really valued him and tried to forestall losing him. What a great comfort to parents who are nudged by their kids. They still love you. <laughs> Nonetheless, they reluctantly submitted to Hashem's will, and thus in total there were 12,000 armed for battle. Moshe sent them, the thousand from each tribe, to the army. Because the excessive plunder from the battles of Sichon and Og had left the Israelites morally lax and susceptible to Bilam's plot, Moshe told them not to take any booty by themselves for this battle. In order to increase their spiritual merits, he sent the army along with Pinchas, the high priest. Sorry, the priests. Pinchas, the son of Elazar, for his merit equaled that of the rest of the army. So Pinchas was the son of the high priest. Although Elazar was the high priest, his father, it was Pinchas who accompanied the army because A, he had begun the attack on Midianites when he slew their princess, Cosby, so it was fitting that he oversee its completion. B, it was an opportunity for him to take revenge on the Midianites for buying his ancestor, Joseph, as a slave all the way back then when he was sold by his brothers. And C, he was the Kohen anointed to exhort the people before battle. It's a special Kohen that was anointed to um, encourage the community before battle. was called a Meshuach Melchama, someone who was anointed to guide the people before battle. Pinchas went out with the sacred utensils, the ark that always contained the Israelites, that accompanied the Israelites into battle, and the Kohen's, the high priest's garments, which the priest appointed to, to exhort the people would wear, and trumpets for sounding during battle in his possession. They mounted an attack on Midian, as Hashem had commanded Moshe, and they killed every male. Quite a hectic story. Now, as it happened, Bilam was in Midian at the time, for he had come to collect his fee for having caused the death of thousands of Israelites by advising Moab and Midian to entice them with idolatry and adultery. When the Israelites attacked, he used his magical powers to make himself and the five kings of Midianites' confederation fly in the air. But Pinchas held up the, the tzitz, the headband of the Kohen Gadol, to them, and the divine name engraved on it nullified the power of Bilam's magic. In this way, they killed the Midianite kings, making them fall from the air upon their own slain. Every 
Rechem, Tzur, Chor, and Reva were the five kings of Midian. They were equally guilty of scheming against the Israelites and therefore all died the same way. Bilam, in the meantime, left the Midianite camp and approached the Israelite army, attempting to argue that it was useless to try to subdue Midian. If he argued, when you were 600,000 strong, you could not resist their temptation to win with the Midianite girls, what makes you think that you can resist the same temptation when you're only 12,000 strong? The Israelites thereby slew Bilam and Ba'ur with, with the sword. This was poetic justice. Bilam had tried to usurp the Jews' weapon, their power of prayer, by battling them with his curses. The Jews, in turn, killed him by usurping the non-Jewish weapon, the sword. The Israelites took the Midianite woman and their small children captive, and they plundered all the beasts, livestock, and all their possessions. They set fire to the residential cities and to their castles, in which the political and religious leaders lived. They took all the movable booty and all the living plunder of man and beast and brought it all, the captives and plundered animals and the movable booty to Moshe and Elazar the Kohen and to the entire community of Israel in the camp in the plains of Moab by the Jordan opposite Jericho. They did not appropriate any of it for themselves, just as Moshe had told them to.